is good penmanship a desirable trait in husbands? Because if so, I'm going to be single for my entire life. Everyone, I don't have good penmanship. I'm, I'm being, I'm being out here. I'm being, I'm, I'm, I'm literally, I'm putting my heart, and it's on my sleeve right now. And I think it stems back to kindergarten. You know, we're taught the pen or pencil. Well, Ticonderoga or BIC, but is lying in between the thumb and the middle finger. Uh, you know, our, our thumb pressing, pressing our instrument into our rider's bump. And I'm going to be honest, everyone, it's, um, it's really scar tissue, right? It's, it's not callus. Callus is something you get in the monkey bars. But you develop scar tissue when you're repeatedly running through your alphabet, when you are practicing sentence structure. Kindergarten, first, and second grade is when we hone those war marks, those battle scars, when we earn our stripes. With a Ticonderoga number two pencil in our hand, we develop our grip and we embrace it. And a lot of us hold that same grip all the way to the end of our time. I'm a little different though. Because if there's really something that I've truly never committed to, if there's anything that I've ever flip-flopped in my entire life, it is my grip. It is my grip. I've never felt comfortable. And look, you can call me a wuss. Maybe a, maybe it's because you know the, the consistent repetition caused my rider's bump to get inflamed and it felt weird. And then I just want to try something new because it was uncomfortable to write like that. Or I, or I saw my friend across the way holding a little differently and actually performed a little bit better on our math test. Well, I mean, that's how it really went, right? traditionally, you know, like I said, middle finger, thumb, index finger guides, whatever, is it graphite or ink? What it doesn't matter, guides that onto the paper. And don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong, I have seen the the classic, it is really a grip between the thumb and the middle finger, and we're, we're completely eliminating the fact of any writer's bump, and then the index finger comes on top. I've seen excellent control in that department. I never adopted it, really. I never adopted it. I never really fell suit. I like the fact that, you know, even if I was developing scar tissue, it was a nice support system, whatever I was doing. And if I'm getting fancy with my FX functions right in math class, it doesn't matter because it flows real nicely with that scar tissue. It's crazy. Um, destruction and, and rebuilding and scarring can actually create such a beautiful curved F at the bottom. You know, fast fact, I actually performed poorly in Algebra 2 because I would spend too much time drawing those very fun functions. Right? Is, it, is it a function, the FX? I, I, I had so much fun drawing the curved F at the bottom and the X that I would almost lose focus in the lesson. I squeaked by, though. I squeaked by. But no, back to this. Everyone, I remember in fifth grade, there was a kid in my class who held a pen. He was left-handed, and he held a pen much like you would hold a football. Um, and prior to this, I always assumed you had good handwriting, you were smart. This kid might have had the worst hand. It was another language as far as I'm concerned. Hieroglyphics. I don't know how hieroglyphics translate to math, but he did a good job. He aced every single test. And it is not because of his academic performance, but his penmanship, that I am forever indebted to this man. Yield results, baby. That's all that counts. That is all that counts. And, and look, when you take this mentality, life gets a little bit easier, right? Life gets a little bit easier. Is the grammar there? Yes. Content, how are we doing? It's accurate. Then who cares how it looks? We're going to type it up anyway. We're going to type it up anyway. The only way that I really see poor penmanship like truly kind of being awkward and getting in the way is if you're a celebrity, kind of like a more elegant celebrity, not like a Seth Rogen and knocked up, but like a, like a Benedict Cumberbatch. O- only reason I'm saying he is elegant is because of his name, Benedict Cumberbatch. And actually I hear if you reshuffle the letters in his name, you get the phrase table manners. But no, nonetheless, um, he's out to dinner in, um, let's call it Beverly Hills. Uh, and a mother-father there 
out on date night. They've left the kids at home with a sitter. And the kids loved the movie, Doctor Strange. And the parents saw it with them, but they weren't really paying attention. They were enjoying it. It was a Marvel movie. They went, family affair. Um, and they're, they're, they're used to running into celebrities. So for that reason, they always bring a piece of paper and a Sharpie with them. And they go to the same Italian restaurant that Benedict's at. Um, Benedict is sitting there, enjoying his time. He has sunglasses on inside. He doesn't want to be noticed, but uh, poor man doesn't realize that's his biggest tell. That's, that's clearly Benedict Cumberbatch. No one has that shaped head with that haircut. And who's wearing sunglasses inside? It's 9 p.m. They get a seat. Oh, honey, look, it's, it's I think it's Benedict Cumberbatch. They finish their meal quickly. You know, glass of wine down the hatch, get up, walk over. Um, oh, excuse me, Mr. Cumberbatch. Hey, tap him. He looks up, takes off his Oakleys. Oh, hi. Is he British? Is he British? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put him with a British accent. I feel like it works better. Hi. I don't, I don't, I don't have a bad accent. How's it going? I'm Benedict. And then they say, Benedict, it's great to meet you. Um, look, our uh, daughter loves the, the film where you're, uh, you're like a wizard and you hurt your hand. You were a surgeon. Um, it, and you kind of, you, you fight crime. And then he's like, uh, Dr. Strange. And like, yeah, can you please, we, she would love it if you could autograph this piece of paper for her. And Benedict kind of looks around. No one else is noticing. He had Oakley's on earlier, so he's pretty safe. And he decides to write it. He's like, all right, what do you want me to tell her? And he's like, tell her, you know what? Um, believe in yourself. You can do anything. And put your own little flair on it. So Benedict does that. And, and, you know, at this point, the mother and father realize they've really kind of inconvenienced him. So they pick the piece of paper up and they, they run home. And they get home and, and they wake up their daughter. The sitter has just left and the daughter fell asleep on the couch, right? They're watching Nickelodeon. It's Nick at night at this point. Uh, wake her up. Hey, Suzanne. Hey, hey, look what we found. And they give her the note. And Suzanne kind of, you know, rubs her eyes a little bit. They turn on the light. And the parents are sitting there very excited, like looking at her, like how they look on Christmas when they give their gifts. They know it's the big one that the children want. They got the cocoa in their hands. And Suzanne's looking at this eight and a half by 11 inch piece of Xerox paper with Sharpie on it that you can see from the back. It's clearly bled through. And Suzanne says, uh, what is this? And she's like, sweetheart, look at the name. And she's looking at it. Barbara... Barbara Walter? No, 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 sweet. It's Benedict Cumberbatch. Look what he wrote to you. And she says, Mom, Dad, I, I can't make any of this out. Everyone, Suzanne's also 13. She can read. I don't know what, I don't know what he's saying. And then the parents look at the piece of paper, and it is the biggest abomination of penmanship they've ever seen in their life. Benedict Cumberbatch, the man who's supposed to be classy, turns out he is the penmanship of a second grade boy. That's where I can really see penmanship getting into you know, people into trouble. But aside from that, look, if we're getting results, good content, and we're feeling good about ourselves, and we're not worrying what other people are thinking when they look at our paper and they just want to spit at it, if, if we can just push that out, let's not worry about it, right? I, I've got enough scar tissue to, to you know, say some stories. I'm referring to my writer's bump. I've got enough stories from the scar tissue. And well, you know what? That kind of brings me to this foregone conclusion. Everyone, here's my thing. I don't want the takeaway from this episode to be John is terrible handwriting. I never want to see it. What I'm really hoping is, everyone, let's just take a deep breath. It's okay if you're trying to write an E and it looks like a cursive I. But when all's said and done, right, when all the groceries are in the bag, when we're writing that love note to our loved one, we want to make sure they can read the words, I love you. As long as that is legible, as long as those three words are legible, you've done your job. Bottom line.